Hello, I'm Cindy Riggs, and today I would like to share with you a true story I call my Key to Awakening, which occurred in September of 1996 and was the catalyst to a rapid and fascinating spiritual path of growth that has led me to where I am today, performing live trance channelings, spiritual guidance, defragmenting or soul retrieval sessions, and much, much more. My story begins in a place that unfortunately many people can relate to, unhappy in my job and unhappy with myself. Not the typical corporate job, but even though the company was small, I never felt like I fit in, and the longer I stayed there, the more it seemed unbearable. I say unbearable because at that time in my life I only knew a victim mentality. Therefore, I was miserable because of the job or the people or the things that were happening to me. Beginning my search for something, I didn't know what, I enrolled in a six-week psychic development course and learned a wide variety of concepts and techniques. The Celestine Prophecy book had just come out, so I had read that and felt inspired temporarily. But that was certainly not enough to make an impact in my own life. One morning during the latter part of the previous winter, while running late, as usual, and thinking about how I did not want to go to work again... I hit a patch of ice, and in a split second, my car was upside down in a ditch. I had always heard of that sort of thing happening in slow motion, but that was not my experience. I was in disbelief that I was suspended by my seatbelt and looking at the pavement through my shattered windshield. Knowing I had to get out of that claustrophobic situation, I bravely opened the door on my side and crawled out of the car, in my skirt, and flagged someone down for help. This event occurred before the seatbelt law and before I owned a cell phone. I walked away with one bruise on my leg and some nerve damage running through my left shoulder into my leg where the seatbelt had compressed my clavicle. This event I now label as my first wake-up call, but I didn't listen. A few months later, I began to feel a numbness in my fingers, which later spread throughout my entire body until I could no longer feel my skin. It was like everything was asleep and I was diagnosed as neuropathy. Because I had been exploring some new concepts, reading books such as Living in the Light by Shakti Gawain and You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, I was aware of the idea that physical symptoms may be related to emotional issues. So I looked up numbness in Louise's book, and it said, Dying Mentally. That information did not surprise me. But at the same time, I could not fathom a way of not being miserable, based on all that was occurring in my life. But my life was not that terrible. I was newly married, and had bought a house, a fixer-upper, however, which was also causing me stress. But it was that job, and therefore, or so I thought at the time, my self-worth, and the defining factor of who I was, my image, my status. This numbness I now label as my second wake-up call, but I still didn't listen. Sinking to a lower place, I began exhibiting a bad attitude at work as a result of being so overwhelmingly miserable and crying out for attention and pity. This led to my unexpected termination late morning that September day. Afraid to go straight home, as my neighbors would know something was wrong if I were home that early in the day, a friend at work offered me her apartment for the rest of the day. I followed her there, she oriented me to the place, and as she was leaving she said, I'm going to lay the key right here on the trunk if you need to leave and come back for any reason. I saw her place the key right on the front edge of a trunk in the living room. 
I spent the next few hours calling everyone I knew on the phone to tell them what had happened and to try to get some sympathy from those people. I was also attempting to network for a new job, of course, as I did that. But when I think back on that now, what was I thinking? That someone would be interested in helping out such a pathetic person? All I could think of was the money at this point, which was the only reason I was staying in the job in the first place. At that time, I didn't believe any other company would pay me that much money. And I was worried about paying my bills or losing my house. Wallowing in my misery and maybe crying more than I ever cried in my whole life, I realized that my parking meter was about to run out. So I gathered some change and I headed for the trunk in the living room to get the key. But it was not there. It was nowhere near there. I was literally rubbing my hand back and forth on top of the trunk as though it had become invisible or something, and I was just not seeing it. I even opened the trunk to look for it, even though it had never been opened the whole time I was there. To make a long story short, I left the apartment, which locked myself out. I asked to use a neighborhood store's telephone to call my friend, and she sent a co-worker to let me back in the apartment. I then began searching the place for the key, still in disbelief that it was not on the trunk. I realized I was distraught that day, but I was not crazy or blind. I found another key on the kitchen counter and decided to try it in the door. It didn't work. But when I re-entered the apartment that time, the original key was right there on the trunk where my friend had originally placed it. I gasped and remember saying out loud, What just happened? It was then that I realized that something was trying to get my attention and that perhaps there was more going on in this space of reality than my miserable life. This was my key to awakening, and this time I decided to listen. For the next few weeks while interviewing for jobs, I also spent some time alone in reading, reading about spiritual and metaphysical topics. I went to the used bookstore and got a few more New Age books. I had always been fascinated with the mysteries. I had just gotten caught up in what I perceived to be reality. I began to entertain the idea that perhaps getting fired was a blessing in disguise, as all of my friends were telling me, and part of me was feeling relief from not having to be in that situation any longer. In addition, the neuropathy gradually began to cease until it was gone completely and I could feel again. I've shared this story with you because it's all true, and because it's one of the now many unexplained phenomena I have experienced, but certainly the most powerful. I'm so grateful for being fired that day, and for that eye-opening experience. I now understand how the reappearing of the key interrupted my brain pattern. I also now believe that everything in our reality happens in an attempt to align us with our soul's evolutionary path, and this story is the beginning of mine. In the next podcast, I'll share what happened to me quite rapidly from here. But in the meantime, can you think of red flags or attempted wake-up calls that you have or have not acknowledged in your own life? The signs are all around you, guiding you if you will take the time to notice. And if you do, my hope is that you won't have to experience the intensity of pain that I did until I finally noticed. I leave you with my favorite quote, Most people would rather be certain they're miserable than risk being happy. Part of my life's mission now is to inspire others to take that risk, because we all deserve happiness. For more information, visit me on cindyriggs.com. Follow me on Twitter, Cindy underscore Riggs. Be well.